And welcome back to a tall glass of podcast. This is Jim. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello, buddy. And today we have a special guest and a good friend of mine from Charlotte, North Carolina, Mike Murphy. Mike, I guess we'll go by Murph. Murph, how are you tonight? I am doing very swell, Jim. How are you? Good, man. Happy to have you on. I think, uh, you know, we've talked about it for multiple drunken nights about bringing you on the show and glad to finally make it reality. Glad for you to get to meet my my very close cousin, friend, confidant. Cheers. Cheers to that, buddy. Yeah. Cheers to Murph. Murph, what are you drinking? So I am drinking the ever famous Mountain Candy by Sycamore Brewing Company here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Beautiful Never beer. It. it is an IPA. Not sure if you're an IPA kind of guy, but no, that is what I am all, drinking. That's all garbage. <clears throat> what are you drinking then, Mike? Coors. Ah. Not an IPA. Right. Not, Coors Light. Not, not garbage either. It's Coors Light. You know what Absolutely say? not. Beautiful beer. The Rockies. Are the mountains blue? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. There ain't much left of it, but uh, they are still blue. You remember those, uh, Murph, I sent you this a few months ago. Um, mm -hmm. Those old school Coors Light commercials, like they used to have it where like the, the train <clears throat> would come bl like blasting yeah, yeah, yeah. into wherever they were at. And then there was the one like the football one. Um, they're so 90s, like very uh, like sexually insensitive. Uh, it's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, they knew, their, they knew their target market. They knew exactly right. what they were doing. Yep, exactly. So. Well, well, Jim, what are you drinking, man? You, you I have your beer. a sour beer. Not sour as in it's old and disgusting. An actual sour. Goes, goze? Is it goes or goze? Gozer. Gozer. Goze. I think it's goze. <laughs> from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Undertow. It's from uh, Key Brewing in Baltimore. It's my in-laws always pick me up a, a case when they come down which is pretty nice of them so oh, yeah yeah nice. i like that we're all sticking with beer though tonight i like that i was yeah. thinking yeah. thinking whiskey but you know for first i one, thought about it too i really thought about it and i'm like i'm just gonna pour myself which is a little old-fashioned but it's a little early i feel like it might catch up to me that's never too early it has before question. after a couple of these podcasts where i've had some rough morning <clears> after. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i I went, hold on, I went out, actually, and I had to get this one right before this because I knew I was doing this, but uh, you know a beer's really good when I had a beer before this. It was uh, Juicy J, Pineapple Juicy J, that me nice. and Jim were actually drinking this past weekend, yep. and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it in the fridge, leave it for the podcast, and I was sitting there watching my King of Queens, great show, and I was like, I got I to gotta drink this beer right now. It's, it's that kind of a beer. Um, Jim, Jim could probably attest to that. A little bit of pineapple taste to it. Mm -hmm. IPA, delicious beer. So I had to go out and I had to get this mountain candy. So can't go wrong with either. Really, those are two of the flagship Charlotte, you know, beer scene, craft beer IPAs. So very good choice. Mike, thoughts on King of Queens? Because I know you're a you're a big uh, you kind of poo poo certain comedies not being me? that funny. Are you asking Murph? Yes. No, Murph is the Murph. Your mic is okay. So the King of Queens, I love Kevin James. I think he's great. I can't get over the fact in these television shows when somebody like Kevin James has a wife like that wife in that show. It's so fucking <laughs> distracting. You never see that ever, ever in the world. And it's super distracting. I can't get past it. And uh, I think Kevin James is really funny, but uh, 
I don't know, all those sitcoms, like Yes, Dear, from like that time period, isn't it kind of all the same stuff? King of Queens is better than Yes, Dear. I mean, isn't, are Step we all, it's, wait a minute, Jim, it's a wife who's constantly angry at her husband and reprimanding mm. him and yelling at him, and he's got some sort of middle-class job. I'm just a blue-collar guy, just trying to get, mm. just trying to get by. Oh, avoid the mm. wife, she looks angry. It's like everybody loves Raymond. It's all the same stuff. Yeah. Dude, I about had it. Dude, I, I would love it. I would love to have a, a TV show where the wife is the, the dumbass in the show. Because you're right, Mike, where in these type of shows, the guy is the one that's kind of the dumbass and the wife's just a, you know. Responsible. Yeah. No, no, we, yeah. I had that. It was called Married with Children. I don't know if you remember that. It's going way back. You guys probably don't. It's before your time. This is like in the 70s. Well, you were born in uh, the 90s, so it's well, before your I'm time, old, too. I'm an old soul, dude. But uh, they had it. It was called married with children or uh the what's the one with archie bunker i have no idea too young never mind forget it god these millennials these days but uh, they they did have that back in the day they just i don't know got a little too politically incorrect so Mm. to speak like everything else in the world these days a little too woke nowadays to make a show like that but it'll come back i'm hopeful (sighs) the pendulum may swing the other direction very true Hope so, at least for comedy's sake. Or it could get worse. It could all be gender neutral characters. I don't know what's going to Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, on that note, what a perfect time to just transition smoothly. So we want to take this time and, you know, introduce Murph to to the audience. Mike, let's, uh, Murph, let's, uh, let's take it all the way back to the beginning. And where did you grow up? What did you uh, do as a kid? What are some of your fondest memories? You know, the floor is kind of open for you, buddy boy. So just go ahead. Wow. Appreciate you handing me the mic. Well, yeah, no, man. I mean, bite me on this, dude. You, you kept calling it like this origin story of just kind of getting to know me, you know, know what my viewpoints, my opinions are about, you know, whatever's out there, whatever we end up, you know, you guys end up talking about, um, and I was, I think an origin story, like, I'm, what am I, I'm fucking Spider-Man, but, uh, you know, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to try and talk about it, like, take you through my life, see if mm-hmm. you can kind of understand my viewpoints. But I'm also going to let the viewers know, the listeners know, I'm 25, you know what I mean? 25 white kids, you know, I'm not going to have anything too crazy to talk about. Um, so I'm going to take you through it. If it's boring, it's boring. I'm going to give it to you like I can, and we'll just go from there. All right. Does that sound good to you guys? Give it to us. All right, let's do it. So then we'll start off with the pubescent. We'll talk, or we'll start off with actually before that, um, early life. I wanted to start off with dysfunctional parents. We all got them. You know what I mean? We all got them in different ways. Uh, my parents, though, from what I remember, have always just hated each other. So we're going to start off with that, right? That's, that's pretty aggressive. That's a Very pretty aggressive. Deep, that's a deep <laughs> cut right starting out with. But we're, yeah, sure. I'm on for the ride, man. We're cutting deep. You know what I mean? Okay, you, wanted, sure, you wanted the man. origin story and I'm getting into it. All right. So we're talking about these dysfunctional parents kind of hated each other. And that's just kind of what I've always known of them. Right. Um, you know, kind of I, I, th- I hear you guys talk about, you know, like what were your goals when you were younger, what you had wanted to be when you were younger. And dude, that just dude, when I, when I think about when I was younger, that was not at all what I remember. I wasn't thinking about goals or what I wanted to do. I was kind of just like coasting through life because I mean, I grew up in like a pretty middle class household, I would say, um, you know, just kind of like paying, paying your bills, 
paying your bills, trying to get through it. And that's kind of all I remember is just going through the motions of life, of just going to school, you know, having dinner, whatever, and then just moving on. Another grade passes by. You know, we lived right outside of Philadelphia, um, you know, Philadelphia zip code, but, you know, not like downtown. Uh, we weren't like in the ghetto or anything like that. Very safe neighborhood trying to make mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, What'd your and, parents do? So my dad, when he's always owned his own business, he is a he's a lunch truck driver right now. He's still he's been doing that for 30 years. Um, and he still does that now. Hates it, wants to quit now that all of his kids have done college. Um, so he's done that. And then my mom doesn't work. Um, she hasn't worked in 15 years. But when I was younger, she was a, a nurse or she at least worked at a hospital. I think she worked like the nurses, uh, you know, like assistant mm-hmm. little area okay. where they are. I don't yes, think she yes, was. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. So she did that. So very, you know, like, you know, blue collar jobs. Um, and they, working yeah, class. like, yeah, working class, work class jobs. Um, so did that kind of work. And, and basically, you know, as I just started to get older, man, it just never felt like any type of direction uh, of where, you know, what I want to do when I got older. So um, even, you know, from when it came to sports, like I would play like baseball or whatever. It was kind of just like, take me to practice, you know, nothing to work on. It's just, that's, that's what you did. You just kind of did that. Um, and that was my life. You know, that was my life as I got older. And then when I, what changed for me was when we moved out to the suburbs, we're in the Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia zip code, moved out to more of the suburbs area. And dude, that, I think that's kind of where I like started to become who I am now, where leaving good friends, you know, people that you've kind of grown up with since like kindergarten, yeah, preschool, that kind of thing. And, you know, even friends back then were like, you know, my parents, friends as kids. So like it's generational of friendships and it's just leaving that, you know what I mean? It's just a weird situation to be in. So right. this is now we're in kind of more of like the pipple faced type of age group you know what i mean you're starting to get a little bit older maybe like i think fifth grade is when we actually end up making that move and dude getting into uh you know getting into the time where you're getting integrated with like friendships where they're already established you know what i mean that weird you know that like one guy kind of introduces you to the friends and and all the friends are like who the fuck's this guy you know what i mean maybe like a group is already like a click has already developed click is already is that what you're talking about click has already been developed man they've been together since they've been tribalism Uh uh-huh yeah you know, they've been together since since kindergarten as well. And then coming in is like, who, you know, who's this fucking guy? Um, and I could distinctly remember it. I remember, I'm not going to say his name, but one of my buddies uh, that I met in my one you know, first classroom, because in that time you didn't switch classrooms, taking your lunch, you know, lunch table. And that's kind of where I just started to figure out, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not as integrated into this group as like I used to be. And how the how the hell am I going to get integrated again? You know what I mean? Like just taking it day by day, taking it step by step. Um, and dude, I remember, I remember the one time walking home from school and just being like, yeah, fuck, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. So I, and I, it made me think of, uh, Michael Scott. I felt like Michael Scott of, uh, when Daryl booed him after, <laughs> you know, Daryl, Daryl boos Michael Scott. And then it cut, there's a cut scene of him. He goes, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> so I remember walking home one time, uh, I think it was like after one of the first days of school after moving to the suburbs and, and thinking that in my head and being like, hey, I can't, I can't keep doing this, man. I can't just be this like timid guy. That's just going to be like sitting at the, the end of the lunch table and like, you know, not chiming in when people are talking about stories and stuff. And I mean, it's normal, right? You're like the new guy, but 
yeah, I, it's I just tough kinda, to move schools and everything, especially. How old? Wait, how, what grade you know. were you in? You so I was in. So I was in. It was in between fifth and sixth grade. Um, yeah, so I probably was at the end of fifth grade. So that's pretty young. I have no idea what age that is. Um, I moved at the same time, fifth grade. That is tough. That is a yeah. tough nut right there. Yeah. I just thought I'd add that. From the city but, to the suburbs, basically. Yeah. So different. And, you know, yeah, it's a tough like. it's a tough move. And then different people, right? Like you're moving yep. from city to suburbs. So like just a whole different culture is kind of there. Yes. Yes. Um, you know. Still ball busting, you know, even in even in fifth grade, which is nuts to think about, um, but still some ball busting at that time. Um, so yeah, around that age, and then having that walk, dude, it's crazy to even consider that. Like I remember that walk and being like, "All right, fuck this!" Like I kind of need to change whatever I'm doing because I need to to figure out like how am I going to get integrated? How am I going to get back to where I was before we move? So basically, every day I would walk home and I would just kind of rank the day. It was like a one or a two. And I was like, all right, I'm happy with that day. Or, you know, that was a one. And then I'm not happy with that day. You know, fuck that. Something went wrong that day. That was a two. I felt that Michael Scott, right? That I didn't like that at all. Um, <laughs> dude, and I that did that. Your... I, yeah, go ahead. That was your whole scale was one to two. One to two. And it was nothing. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a, wasn't a one to 10, man. It was just like, I enjoyed that yes, day. Sir. I did sure. enjoy that. Yes day. or no, on or off. Yeah. White so, or black. Gotcha. Kept it. Well, hold on. We're, we're kind of, we're being woke now. We're not saying white or black. Well, right? I'm talking about the, comments. come on, Mike, we gotta, we gotta get this out in the public. Right? We gotta watch yeah, that. I hear you. Okay? I hear you. Jimmy edit that out. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, so yeah, man, I just kept it one or two, you know, whether or not I enjoyed the day. And then if I didn't enjoy the day, I was like, all right, I got to figure out, you know, what I didn't like about that day. So I did that for like two years. Um, I can't talk about my, my origin story without talking about football. Right? I got I to bring up football. And around that time when I moved is that's when I started playing football. So fifth, you know, fifth grade is when we moved. So two years, I basically just did that. It was like ranking days of like, all right, that was good. That wasn't good. And I basically just kind of made changes as, as I needed to do it. Then started playing football, signed up for it. Dude, that's a whole different, it was a whole different ball game. Cause like I played baseball growing up. I played like soccer growing up, you know, when I was like a little kid and then stepping into football completely different uh you know ball game like when you step into it it's like the alpha in in baseball is like a dude that can hit dude that can throw uh you know dude's fast whatever you know what i mean guy gets on base you know alpha in soccer is like you know guys got finesse right he can get around you score goals right alpha in football dude is making plays guy alpha in football is kind of putting you down and i could think of a one one time in my head where i remember this where i'm standing there it's probably like the first week of practice and they're doing uh what is it called? Oklahoma drills, I think is what it was called, where you're essentially, you got one, you got two guys that are blocking and you got a, a running back and a linebacker and you just basically go head to head. Like you just, one guy's got to make a play. So you, if you're a linebacker, if you get ran over, you know, you're a bitch. And if you're the running back and you get your ass kicked, you know, you get tackled, you know, you're a bitch in that, in that too. So I'm standing there. I'm out of my, I'm scared. Yeah. Dude. Still pretty I'm, timid. Yeah. Yeah, right. dude. Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at this, like, what the fuck did I sign up for, man? Like, I can't believe that I, I wanted to do this. Um, and then I, I remember being like, all right, I've been standing on the side and like, people have gone at this point. Like I gotta, I gotta like step in or someone's gonna, you know, the coach is going to make you go against like the biggest guy there. Yeah. Um, so I remember thinking, I want to be the guy, I want to be the aggressor. I want to be the guy on defense, not the guy with the ball, because I felt like there was a better chance of me being able to make a play 
on defense than on offense. And dude, my, so my, one of my friends that I knew at the time, the play before me had just been a running back and he goes, he, you know, he does whatever the Oakland, the drill, he might've won, he might've lost. I don't remember, but he does the drill. And then I kind of step up and he looks at me with the ball and he's like, Hey, you know, Mike Murph, whatever fuck I'm called here. I don't know. You know, call me either <laughs> one. Uh, he throw, tried to throw me the ball and I'm like, nah, nah, I'm going on defense. And I remember even my friend just kind of like looks at me in the eye and goes, wow, fucking pussy. It's like, oh, shit, you know, like, wow, this is my buddy. And he's just calling me a pussy. It's just it's a whole different ball game when you're out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and was like, wow, all right, so I'm going to go to defense. Like, I went to defense anyway. And that's why I pretty much ended up playing most of my career. But went to defense. I don't know. I probably got my ass right over in that play. I don't remember what happened in that specific, uh, that specific time. But I just remember being called a pussy and being like, wow i'm in seventh grade at this time mm-hmm. and it's still that like you know you know eat or be eaten kind of mentality you know of uh of like you got to make some plays so 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 I'm, I'm transitioning into this with football is because i kind of did the same thing like when i tried to get into like the lunch table that i came into of like all right i need to make changes i need to what am i doing differently i gotta you know get integrated into this table and you know have my lunch table want me to be there you know what mm-hmm. i mean like if i'm absent i don't want them to just not know that i'm there so you had fucking you had friends like that right and you don't want to be that guy and when i when i played football dude i didn't want to be that guy i didn't want to be the guy that was just standing on the fucking sidelines and that i realized eventually dude you got to just make plays so I, I basically just went all out no matter what like i've, dude, I've never been i'm five nine one eighty right now and I mean, the, the heaviest I've ever been was like probably two, 205, 210. Uh, but I was always, yep, it's always 5'9. Definitely didn't shrink. So I've, you know, 5'9, 210. Never been like the biggest guy out there or the fastest guy out there, dude. But I've just kind of been that guy of like, all right, man, if that's my, you know, it's my job, I got to get like contained on this play or I got to, I got to make a play here. I, I just went balls to the wall. That's all I knew how to do because I was like afraid of just kind of being a pussy. Yeah, I mean, so as you're explaining this, I'm just thinking to like um, a conversation we had not long ago where basically I was saying that it's somewhat of like a hot take, but I, I think in terms of what's most indicative of like lifelong success is like not the conventional idea of like, oh, if you study hard as a kid, that's what's going to lead you to a successful life. I really think it's, um, you know, to use a sports example, it's being on a, a competitive nature team. But that isn't necessarily the end all be all. It's any environment, especially as a, as a male, I think, as a young man or a young boy, being in any environment where it's like a very kind of savage environment where it's, it's kind of kill or be killed, like succeed or, or, or fail type of environment. Um, and I definitely felt that like I grew up playing baseball, but based like to your to your point, I don't think baseball is like the most and uh conducive for that but wrestling definitely was and like you know michael i'm sure you can talk at length but i mean i spent a lot of time around your dad and and our and our his brothers and you know must be my uncles and like the environment that they you know raised you or your dad raised you in was a very like results oriented you're going to be on the job with me for hours on end um right working and my expectations are extremely high of you i don't care if you're 10 and and to bring back what murph was saying like competitive to a point where like you're looking around at your peers and you're like well i gotta get this done just if nothing else just to show 
just to show up and show what I'm capable of. Sounds like that. That's, uh, I mean, to me that when you were talking, telling your story, I'm like, that hit on me. Like, you're just, you're just showing that what you can do and what your ability is. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely like what my ability was, but it was almost more of like, uh, well, first of all, I liked it. You know what I mean? I didn't just play just to like prove a point, but I, I was definitely trying to show my ability and then also just be like, if you, if you mess up, man, it's like so many people that you're letting down. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. That was such a huge thing for me. Um, so yeah, that was a huge thing. Um, but I, I see what you're saying though, too, Jim, like in wrestling, I think it's even, it, that's hard too, because you're kind of on your own. Like you don't yeah. have a team, like you have a team, I guess, you know, in total like points, right. If you like yeah. win a match, but, but it's mostly an individual personal too. Yeah. Very one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. So dude, I mean, that definitely humbled me for sure. Um, I mean, I think just moving in general to the, the suburbs, I think humbled me, you know what I mean? Of being like, all right, I'm kind of out of my element. You know, these people aren't what I'm used to being around. I didn't grow up with these people. Um, I'm just kind of figuring that out. You know what I mean? Figuring out the game of life, dude, of just life. Like that's literally what it is. You know what I mean? Of like, you gotta, you gotta prove yourself and whatever the hell you're doing, you know, you gotta be good at it. Um, or you're, you're going to get, you're going to get shit for it. So got to figure that out. And I basically just did that. I played football. I went all out. I was decently successful. I was not a, you know, not an all American, not the best player on the team, but dude, I was just, you know, I was a guy that kind of would just go all out, you know? So did that. And then football was kind of a, it's a blessing, I guess. I don't I hate to say that because I'm not religious at all, but it's a blessing. In this, it was a blessing because of, it got me integrated into what I was doing, at, but it kind of screwed me over when I got older. Cause then I got to high school, same thing, you know, and then I went to college and dude, my ego was through the roof. You know what I mean? You get to this point where I've been doing this now from since seventh grade. And I just want to have this thought in my head of like, I'm good enough to do it at the next level. You know what I mean? Like there are people that can't make it to, to play in college. And I want to be that guy that can make it to the next level. Yeah. I don't even know why, dude. Like if I could have, if you can't play D1, this is for the listeners. If you cannot play D1 football or D2, if you don't have any chance really of going to the NFL, don't do it. <laughs> I don't think that you should, I don't think you should do it at all, man. I think it's a bad idea because you're just, you're putting your ability to walk. Is D2 uh, better than D1? What's D1? What's, is D2 better? No, D1, so D1's like the guys you would see on TV, right? That's Alabama. Bama, that's Notre Dame, that's you know all the big guys, and then D two is is beneath them. Okay. So beneath them, basically it's D one, D two, a pile of crap, and then D three, and that's Wait, where I played. Who's D two? Like Tri C? I don't understand who D two is. No, Tri C would be like community college. So that's like they don't even have football. Um, I'm not here right now. Football. So like, I mean, like Cleveland State. Like, where my like, no, they'd be well. Cleveland State doesn't have a football team, but they would be Division one. So like. Um, Walsh University, where my sister went, I think they're D2 for football, I believe. Yeah, I can't even think okay. of that. Because they're, they're teams that are just like, they're not going to be on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they are, there's, de- there's definitely decent players that, you know, can make it to the NFL from D2. And what, then, so if you, if you, like, just to take a tangent real quick, if you go to Alabama and you swim for Alabama, are you a D1 swimmer? Yeah. D2 swimmer? You're a D1 swimmer? Yeah, but I mean, but nobody knows about their swim team, or they, even though they don't get kudos, just because you go to that school, you're a D1 swimmer. Yes, it's if I sign school. up for Correct. if I sign up for Alabama's drama club, 
am I a D1 drama performer? Yeah, at this you make point? the team. Just because you're in that school. Yeah. Why are you planning on applying? No, but those years are behind me. I'm just curious of how this whole system works. I find it to be a little corrupt. The D, the division is based on the school the size, the size of the okay. school. So the bigger oh. the school, the more likely it is to be in. The I gotcha. Lower well, then division. you'd have a better team because you have more people to pull from. Right. That's true. Gotcha. Like North yeah. Royalton, where you went to high school, was a Division One high school, D1 high school for football. Because so you had a lot of people. The little yeah. rinky-dink school I went to was like Division <laughs> Six for football gotcha. in Ohio because gotcha. it was gotcha. so damn small. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's just for the listeners at home. I knew all that already, but I'm trying to clarify for the people <laughs> at home, people who aren't into sports. I'm looking out for you. Murph, back to you. Listeners at home, though. Back to that, dude. If you guys – if you don't know what D3 football is um, – don't don't sign up for it though for sure i mean it was fine i mean i'm definitely glad i did it at this point like looking back because it's like i feel like i'm in that situation of uh when someone accidentally has a kid and they're like oh it's the best thing that ever happened to me it's like well what else are you gonna say you already have a kid you know you have to say it at that point what yeah. are you gonna yeah. say no I, i'm mad that yeah, i had the kid that's yeah. true yeah. so that's where I'm at. I'm at with football i I love football man i love playing it um but signing up for it was definitely bad it was bad because it was a financially bad decision dude like i've told jim about this before where it was a, you know, it's a D3 private school. So not only am I putting my ability to walk because you could fight, you mess up your neck and you wouldn't be able to walk, but I'm also paying a, a lot to go to this school now. Um, yeah. And division three doesn't do like, so a lot of guys that go to like Ohio state get a full ride and Ohio state's not even that expensive relative to like a division three private school. And they don't give out any scholarships for sports, typically speaking, right, Mike? Or so division, so division three school could cost more than a division one school, salary, like just for the for the tuition. It nope. depends if it's public or private. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Well, let me tell you this, Mike. College, to college is college is a uh, a scam. That's kind of why it gets into you know my my opinions here, man. This is <laughs> I'm trying to tell the listeners who I am and why I am, you know, what the opinions that I have here. So that that kind of made me a little Boy. bit more. Of like Get I signed, weeds. so I so you know signing up for this college and being like, dude, if you, I, I'll tell you the school. It's it's Wilkes University, listeners. So if you you Google Wilkes University right now, you can see it. It's like you know three blocks long. It's not nice at all. Very basic dorm rooms. You know, it's, it's Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Well, Wilkes yeah. Pennsylvania, te- technically Wilkes Barre, Scranton. Um, you know, which uh, the area where the office was filmed. Um or at least where they said it was filmed. That was definitely filmed in mostly California, I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not going to make the trip out there. All those actors live out in California. Uh, but, you know, just, just signing up for that, man, uh, of paying all this money. You know, I, you know, I paid, I paid uh, over 25,000 years to go there per year. Let that sink in, yeah. listeners. So. I mean, I think, you know, to go back to, you know, your, your, your whole story about middle school, you know, getting into football, it became who you were in a lot of ways. It gave you a lot of confidence and made you more, um, it was, it became part of your identity playing football and you weren't ready to give that up yet. So, and you didn't maybe have the guidance of the adults in the room to be like, Hey, this is financially going to set you back a lot and you aren't going to go play for, you know, a multi-million dollar contract in the NFL. So this really think through your decision to play football another couple of years at, you know, an inconsequential level like division three, but. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely like, it was definitely confidence, I guess. Like it was like, it became what I wanted or what I thought I was, um, but it was definitely ego based. Right. So 
I think I learned to like, just don't make decisions off of your ego. You know what I mean? Don't, don't be that guy. Um, you know, get over yourself and actually look at the smart decision to make. Cause I definitely could have went to somewhere that was much cheaper, uh, probably more fun, you know, that I could have went and, and actually gotten a better education of like what I wanted to do. Uh, but instead I just kind of was like, all right, this is what I'm used to. This is what I, I know. And, you know, I, I just want to like prove it to, I guess myself. Um, and to just other people, which is, I think, you know, that's where you go wrong. Um, and it ended up costing me, you know, I'm still paying it off right now. Um, and that kind of leads me into, you know, I guess now of I'm in this situation where you know, you're doing, I got to do what I got to do. I got to be in this job where maybe I don't necessarily want to be super long-term, but that's paying my bills, help me pay my bills, help me save up to actually pay the student loans when they're not a deferment, um, which is good. I'm doing that now, but I mean, going to that school didn't help me get this job. You know what I mean? It's not, not giving me that, that situation. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that's where I definitely learned a lot of lessons that way of get over my ego in that sense of, you know, picking a school when I, I couldn't afford it. And I just wanted to kind of prove to myself and others that I wanted to play football fucked up there. Um, and then just kind of get into my head. Like I, I even go to the, the lunch table, like going back to the, you know, pimple face ages, like of whenever that was in fifth grade, it's like, dude, you're showing up and you're like, you're, you're thinking, I, not everybody at this table hates me. You know what I mean? I got to prove myself. It's like, how, how crazy is that? That that's probably not even true. You know what I mean? Like there's no need to, to have that thought in your head. Um, like just kind of do your thing, you know what I mean? Be yourself. And if someone doesn't like it, you know, they can fuck off. You know, there's no need to like change someone's mind about you. You know what I mean? Um, they can make up their mind as you, as they continue to kind of meet you. So that's kind of me, you know what I mean? That's a little bit about me. Um, anything to say, guys? You know, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, like you said though, for me, it was using humor, I guess, to kind of as a, as a shield when you're trying to fit in and get in. I, I was around the same age when you, when you, when I moved to that school and it was just a completely different environment. And super intimidating. Like you're like, oh fucking. It, it was definitely a jump for me. It was a jump to people with more wealth in that school. Moving mm -hmm. from Cleveland to is this a pretty wealthy suburb? Um, and it was just a uh, just super intimidating. And you're like, oh, what do I gotta do? Sports was definitely not it. I tried that. Tried playing football in fifth grade myself. That didn't work out too well. Uh, wasn't making any friends that way. Tried basketball, <laughs> made less friends. So then I was like, all right, let's figure something else out. So I slipped into humor and, uh, but you're right, man. Like who, who cares? I look back and be like, all that wasted energy could have been diverted somewhere else. Something more productive. I don't know what it would have been though in fucking grade school. Like where, where do you divert your energy towards <laughs> the fuck? It's, it's, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe Video academics, games. Video games, yeah, right? Like at that time, what do you, what else do you got going on besides to fit in with people with the whole mentality of wanting to fit in? It's just, it's stupid. But if you could go back in time and tell your 13, 14 year old self, would you even fucking listen if you, if you could go back in time and tell your 14 year old self, don't care who cares about impressing that girl or impressing that click that you're trying to belong to, would you just be like, well, what do you fucking know? You don't know. I'm trying, I'm just trying to survive here. I'm trying to keep my head above water. Would you listen? No, the answer is no Murph. I'm still, I'm still considering actually. Okay. You, right. you answered, you answered it too quickly, but 
Well, first of all, I'm trying to think of who this girl is, Mike, of who who was in your past that you're thinking about here. Her name here. was Kaylee Marshall. And I look back and I'm like, well, what a fucking waste of time that was. And uh, <laughs> how that, depressed Kaylee? I became. She's not listening. I hope she's not fucking listening. This would be fucking embarrassing. But, uh, man, you wasted. I wasted so much time, so much time and effort. And I don't even know if she was that good looking. I look back and I'm like, <laughs> that was a fucking mistake. Like objectively was she even pretty i think to myself and uh you know life is short don't waste your time especially on a lady or buddies or friends or whatever whatever you know just do you and be happy try to be happy the hormones are kicking in you're thinking all kinds of stuff though at that at that time and you know you're off in some other state of mind so to speak but yeah well, most likely the li- most listeners are not at that age. Hopefully, not at that that hormone there age. Any fourteen year olds listening right now? <laughs> but 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 to all the but to all the listeners though, you know, think back on that that time, I guess, in your life, and there's definitely that that lunch table, right? I think everybody kind of had that lunch table moment uh, in their past where they're like, you know, why did that even matter? You know, it mattered to you at that time. It's like almost like the biggest thing that was happening, but. In the grand scheme of things, like it doesn't matter at all. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I think a lot of, I, I think the vast majority of kids find themselves in that headspace that we're talking about. You want to feel <clears throat> belonging and you want to feel accepted and you want to feel, you know, part of the in crowd. So, that's just, I mean, as a kid, your brain's not fully developed, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it just, it kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. I think a lot of people end up growing out of that and really growing into themselves and realizing, you know, the people that are going to be friends with me are going to be friends with me because of who I am, not who I'm like trying to show them that I am or impress them to be, but not everyone does. Unfortunately, not everyone grows out of that. And I see a lot of, um, I didn't see it so much in the Marine Corps, but I see it a lot in corporate America um, in the, you know, a little bit over two years now that I've been, working in like the private sector and like a business, you know, white collar environment. I see a lot of that posturing, a lot of that very inauthentic kind of lingo mm. in a way that peacocking. Yeah. And to me, on. you know, most people that I'm working with, we already have good jobs with, you know, um, good security, good, you know, good salaries, good benefits. So it's not like you're trying to like make ends meet. I mean, maybe some of them, are. I don't know everyone's, but you know, situation, but like, most of your basic, you know, needs are, are, are covered at this point. So really what you're trying to do is not maybe like put food on the table, but it's like you, you have a, 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 a longing to continue to be accepted. And yeah. it, it's really off-putting to me to see. And it bugs me because it's like, this is like childhood, you know, middle school type of behavior where we're like, you know, I'm at like a mixer social event, let's say, and I'm talking to a guy, getting to know him. And then he happens to like out of the corner of his eye, see some like executive that he wants to like say hi to. So he can like basically, you know, kiss their ass and like they can know who he is. And like basically for the next like 30 seconds, this person like is talking to me, but not talking to me because they're yeah, yeah. focused on like their eyes following this person that they want to make sure that they get a chance to impress. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think when kids, that's like, acceptable but i wonder what in these people that can't grow out of that what in their past did they never get into that in crowd or did they never overcome that need for belonging that they continue to need to to try to chase that it's kind of weird to me 
dude, I think it's I think it's interesting, man. I, I love I love seeing dude reality TV shows where those people clearly have just been kids their whole life is so interesting to me. Uh, like like Jersey Shore, something like that. You know, something real mm-hmm. trashy. I mean, they're, they're basically teenagers. children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, and it's great. You know, it's just a, an awesome thing to see. Uh, oh, this is a teenager that's allowed to legally drink. Oh, okay, right. And they and they yeah. have money. Mental wise, yeah, that's what you're saying. You know, it's crazy. Those producers that do that for sure know what they're doing. You know what I mean? I they, feel like they, those. I think those producers of those reality shows are like some of the most evil people in the world. Like how they pin people against each other and like the people like end up hating and tearing each other apart and stuff. That's pretty fucking. I don't know. I know they're making money. And stuff I mean, like I think that, at this but, point, like if you're signing up for one of those shows, but like you said, they're mentally the they're teenagers. Like, are we are we taking? Are we at this point with reality TV? Are we like? You see some of these like people on reality TV, and you're like, is this person mentally fit? Right. To to, to yeah. even, you know, there's a there is a gray area there, right? Like there's something. <clears throat> I, uh, you know what I mean? What is mentally fit? I don't even know what that means anymore, man. Everybody's a little yeah. fucked up. Yeah, I guess you're right. Where what is the spectrum? And if somebody's making money off of it, who are we to say? Really? Yeah. Capitalism, right? That's what we chose. That's what we chose to live in. As I long as, as as long as there's money coming, in, it doesn't matter. I think it's great. It's fantastic. Now, the one thing I would have told myself at at 14 would have been like, um, you know, people kind of don't people kind of overestimate what they can do in a day, but they kind of underestimate what can be done in a year. So, you know, and that's why I I, I kind of knew that a little bit at that age because I kind of just took it like one day at a time of like, all right, I'm, I know it's a process. Hopefully, I don't. Um, you know, die young. <laughs> so it's going to take me a little bit of time until I'm like fully finished with this, this fucking thing. Um, so I knew that a little bit, but I definitely would have told myself, like if I, if I would have met myself now, I've been like, man, it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? Keep doing what you're doing. Um, because if you just take it every day, like day by day, you're going to, you're going to be way better off in a year from now than you would have been if you just didn't do the shit that you're doing every single day. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have said. So yeah. To your 14-year-old a- self, that's what you would have said? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I would have been like, invest in Apple stock. Invest. <laughs> invest. Apple's like already there. It was too far gone. Invest in Tesla. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so anything you can get your hands on. No, I'm kidding. That's get good. in early. Yeah, get in early. Yeah, man. So Murph, I, I real quickly, without getting into any details, what do you do now? I, you don't have to say like what company you work for, but like what do you do? Yeah, dude. So I'm in, I'm in IT sales um so i sell people essentially like i end up i'm a recruiter so i get people jobs i thought they outlawed that but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i jesus christ you're like a head uh, you're like a headhunter i am a headhunter essentially yeah oh, okay yeah yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah so basically i work for the people but i also work for the companies so when they got something open you know we'll help uh, we'll help you fill that in there so that is what i do as of right now Corporate does Decker, America. Does Decker Plumbing need any uh, IT professionals? Because we need some plumbers, but I don't know if they're running in the same circles as the people you're pulling employees from. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we're going to get any tech guys are going to be like, you know what? This is stupid. I think I want to be a plumber. You don't need any software developers? Nothing like that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't really do too much with software at this point. Plumbing's not really needed for it, but well, you hit me up then. All right. I'll give you a call, yeah, man. Yeah. Keep your keep you in my Rolodex. Your needs change. 
living that corporate America life. I know Jim knows what's up about that. So corporate America. It's a whole yeah. different world. Apparently it's like a, uh, like high school, there's clicks and stuff. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. it's something else. Murph. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. You got any last minute, uh, you know, parting thoughts you want to want to say, or no, I, I don't have any, I don't have any last minute, uh, with it. I appreciate you guys having me on this, man. Um, hopefully course, it was an all right boys. story. Mm-hmm. I'm like I said, man, I don't have too many things to talk about. So appreciate, uh, you let me talk about my, very interesting story. Absolutely, buddy boy. Mike, any any uh any comments? I listen. I I love listening to it. It was very interesting. I'm not part of that the, the sports or college world. It was enlightening, uh, seeing someone else's perspective about those times in their lives. And uh, yeah, I thought it was nice. I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. All right, boys. And as always, thanks for listening to a Tall Glass of Podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.